you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 9. Uh, be in prayer for Sid. Sid called me yesterday, left a message, and he uh, is not feeling well. So I uh, think he was diagnosed with the flu. And so uh, be in prayer for him and his family. It's not a fun way to spring Christmas for sure. And uh, be in prayer for me as well as we dive through Isaiah 9 uh, this morning. Isaiah 9, we're looking at verses 1 through 7. I'm actually going to start at the end of verse, uh, chapter 8, the end of verse, the end of chapter 8, verse 22, and read God's word today. And they looked to the earth, but behold, distress and darkness, the gloom of anguish, and they will be thrust into thick darkness. But there, was, but there will be no gloom for her who was in anguish. In the former time he brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Nephetali. But in the later time he has made glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. The people who have walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of deep, deep darkness, on them has light shined. You have multiplied the nations. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the trampling warrior in the battle turmoil, and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. On the increase of His government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over His kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness, from this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Let's pray together. Father, we praise You for your word, and God, how it convicts, it revives, it brings joy. God, we asked today, Father, that you would help me as I attempt to explain your word, and God, that you would help all those who hear, that they might hear not from me, but they would hear from you. And so, Father, we thank you for this gift of, of Christmas and the birth of your Son. And so we praise you today in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning I quickly read the headlines from CNN.com and Fox.com. 
news. Now, I do not recommend this if you are looking for encouragement for your soul. But here is a sampling of the headlines this morning. Police search for suspect in deadly mall shooting. Doctors accuse IDF troops of atrocities. atrocities. Pentagon says chemical tank struck by Iranian drone. What do you need to know about COVID-19 variant that is causing infections in the U.S.? Hundreds of employees are sick after a holiday party goes wrong. U.S. economy predicts 2024 will bring the biggest crash of our lifetime. What joy, right? <laughs> Wars, shootings, sicknesses, economy crashing. Where will we turn? What is God's answer to the gloom of such a fallen world. Well, God's glorious answer today is the birth of a child. God takes on flesh to rescue a dying world. God becomes a baby in order to live and die to bring peace to mankind. A fallen world, a sinful people, your hopeless situation. God's answer to your shattered dreams, God's answer to the gloom and despair of this world are found with the birth of a baby. This Christmas we celebrate, we rejoice in the answer to our biggest problem, our pain, our suffering ultimately can be done away because of a birth of a child. The life, the death, the resurrection of God's Son, whose name is Jesus. For unto you this day is born a child. For unto you a son is given. This morning I want us to look through Isaiah chapter 9. I want to point out three truths, three truths from Scripture of how this child is God's answer to our biggest need. Isaiah, you'll remember, is a prophet who lived seven, eight hundred years before Christ even comes. The nation of Assyria was quickly becoming a world superpower with its vast army. This was no accident as the Lord had raised up this foreign nation to ex execute judgment on an unrepentant people. And so Isaiah prophesies judgment will come upon God's people. Yet God has not forgotten His people. God has not forgotten you where you are today. In the midst of judgment, there is still grace. His mercies are new every day. God tells us, Isaiah tells us that God would bring about a king who would be the salvation for a hopeless people. Isaiah prophesies that there's coming a Messiah. 
And this morning we see a birth announcement of a coming child many, many years before even this child would come. Well, let's see together verses 1 through 2. We see what this child, what gifts he will bring. We see that he will bring, first off, the gift of light. The gift of light. He is the answer because he brings this gift of light. In the end of chapter 8, we see the scene. The people are hopeless. They're living in distress, anguish, thick darkness because judgment is coming. You'll notice those words at the end of 22, or verse 22 at the end of chapter 8. Distress, darkness, anguish, thickness. There's not a lot of hope for the people of God. But how in verse number 1 of chapter 9 we see a transition of hope. Verse 1 says, but... There's a contrast. These people who lived in the region, they were the first ones to suffer from the oppression of the enemy. But they would be the first to experience the salvation of God. In former times, there would be gloom and and despair. But in latter times, He will make a glorious way. Look at verse 2. Why now? The people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. Those who have dwelt in the land of deep darkness, on them light has shone. In despair, in the midst of trial, in the midst of darkness, the light will burst forth. This Christmas we are celebrating a child who will come and give the gift of light. Hold your place in Isaiah. And I want us to take a quick tour, a little quick, in John. In John chapter 1, we see this theme all throughout John of this idea of light all throughout the gospel of John. And I want to take us a minute And just read a few of these verses. And not to miss the glory of this light who is to come. In John chapter 1, you have to read these verses. It's Christmas. It's Christmas Eve. I love these. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him. Without Him was not anything that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. There's the first one. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through Him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. We see in John chapter 1, there's coming one who will be the light of the world. John prepares the way for this light and ultimately this true light will give light to everyone 
who receives it. But notice, turn over to John chapter 3, that many will reject this light. They will not see this light. In John chapter 3, verse number 19, it tells us why we reject the light. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world and the people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. Verse 20, Everyone who does wicked things hate the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it might be clearly seen that his works have carried out in God. We don't like the light because the light exposes us, right? It shows us our sinfulness. But this light is ultimately what brings us life and healing. In John chapter 8, two more. John chapter 8, verse 12, we see it who it is this light is. John 8, verse 12. And Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. This Christmas, the light has come. And if we follow him, we will not walk in darkness. John 12, one more, 35 and 36. We could pick out more and 1 John as well. We see this theme throughout. But one more in John 12, 35 and 36. So Jesus said to them, The light is among you for a little while longer. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. The one who walks in the darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light that you may become Sons of light. The light of the world has come. We need not fear. Sin, evil, all the result of fall, but Christ comes breaking forth and says, I am the light of the world can picture a child in the darkness searching for light, afraid. But the Lord says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I be afraid? And so this gift, this child will bring the gift of light. But as we turn back to Isaiah, we see another gift that this child will bring. This child will bring the gift of joy, of joy, verses 3 through 5. Look at verse 3, chapter 9, Isaiah. You have multiplied the nations. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. Four different times in verse 3, right? You see, increased its joy. Rejoice before with you. Joy at the harvest. Glad when they divide the spoil. 
There is joy. There is one coming that will not only bring light, but He will also bring joy to His people. And notice how He describes this joy. In verse 3 He says, As with joy at the harvest. Joy at the harvest. God has provided. It's a picture of, of a farmer reaping a good, incredible crop that saves life and sustains his family. He gives life to all. Is not this, is this not what the baby to come will do? He will bring life to us. In John 10, 10, right, he says, I have come that you might have life and have it to the full, or abundant life. And in John 3, 16, all who believe in him will have eternal life, right? He comes and brings life. Not only that, we see another description in, in verse number 3. This joy is not only as one who is, gives life, but it is one who is victorious as they are glad when they divide the spoil. It's the picture, right? The picture of a general coming back from war, victorious, who have won the battle. And they're glad and happy because they have won. And now's the time to divide the spoil, the rewards. He gives victory. This baby will come and give great victory. Victory over sin for us. Victory over death. A baby is born to die who will ultimately, who all believe in Him, will be victorious. I love 1 Corinthians 15, right? 54 through 57. When the perishable puts on the imperishable and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin. The power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. This child will be born, will bring joy by giving life, by giving victory. What a joy he will bring. The angels say right in Luke chapter 2, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you this day is born the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This child will bring joy and it is for all people. Those who are hurting. Those who are depressed. Those who are saddened. The light of the world, the joy has come in Christ. He is for all the nations as well. You'll see the end of verse number 1. It calls the Galilee of the nations. In verse 3 it says, You have multiplied the nations. It is for all the peoples. But notice in verse 4 how this victory is achieved. For the yoke of His burden and the staff of His shoulder the rod of his oppressor you have broken as the day of Midian. We see a yoke mentioned, a, a staff, a, a rod of the oppressor. All these instruments that were described, a, a people that had been forced into heavy 
labor and burden. The people of Israel had this incredible weight on their back. They're burdened and heavy laden. They're oppressed spiritually from their unbelief from God as well. But in verse 4 we see that God has broken. God has broken this load as the day of Midian. Midian, does that name ring a bell to you? Midian, who are the Midians, right? That refers back to Judges chapter 6. The people of God were oppressed and overpowered by the Midianites. And God raises an angel, comes to a man by the name of Gideon, right? And Gideon is the one who will deliver his people. And Gideon's like, me? No, I'm the weakest from my tribe. But the angel says, you are a mighty man of value. And you will be the one to deliver my people. And Gideon is getting his men men ready for war, right? And he has this huge army and God says, that's too many. And so he takes his army down all the way to 300 men. Remember, they grab jars. They have these trumpets. They shatter the jars. They blow the trumpets. Many nights turn on themselves, and God gives Gideon and his people victory in the most unlikely way. Isaiah is saying that this Messiah will be like that. A Messiah will come in the most unexpected way. He will bring peace, he will lift your burdens. This Messiah would come not as anyone thought. But he would be a king laid in a manger, a king who would be visited by shepherds. Shepherds were the lowest of all men, and some say their testimony would not even count in court. But this is the one who would come in the most unlikely way and deliver his people to bring ultimately peace to them. A child who brings joy. A child who brings light. And then in verse 6 and 7 we see a child who will give the gift of his presence. The gift of his presence. These are the familiar verses we all know. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given... And the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Isaiah 9-6 testifies to the identity of this child to come. This child is for unto us. A son is given for you. This child is your gift. The God who has left the glories of heaven. Jesus comes fully human, fully divine. All at the same time. God became a baby. The creator of life enters a young girl by the Holy Spirit to be born. He who is larger than then the universe became one with tiny fingers and toes. The ancient of days becomes the infant of days. 
the one who sustains the world becomes dependent upon the nourishment of a young girl. This child, this child comes and in verse 6 it says, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. He will bear the weight to lead his people. We're all tempted to think, oh, I can do this. I have this on my own. But this child will come and he will be the one to lead. And to lead in a righteous manner. Don't we all long for a righteous leader in our country? Don't we need one leader of character? Well, notice the character of this one. He will be called Wonderful Counselor. Jesus leads with wisdom. Wisdom. We know is the ability to apply knowledge. Jesus is the one who is able to make perfectly wise plans. Do you need insight? Do you need wisdom in your life? Do you struggle with upcoming decisions? Are you not sure what is next? Are you struggling in a relationship? parenting or marriage Jesus says I can be your wonderful counselor God has all wisdom go to him in prayer let him lead you not only is he wonderful counselor he is mighty God Jesus is Lord himself he has the power to lead us he is able to fulfill everything he wills He has the strength to accomplish whatever he so desires. He has the ability to help you no matter what the situation is. I believe it was Adrian Rogers said, the little baby of Luke 2 is the mighty God of Genesis 1. Jesus this baby is mighty God who would come and, and defeat Satan. He is the mighty God who would overcome evil and cast out demons. He is the mighty God who heals sickness and forgives sin. Jesus is the mighty God who answers prayer and who liberates a people. Jesus, mighty God. And not only that, we see another characteristic of him. He is everlasting Father. Now, this is a little confusing for me, right? Isn't Jesus the Son? How is He also everlasting Father? We know there's one God and three persons, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. These are all co-essential, co-equal, co-eternal. But yet this reference to Father here is more, as one author put it, more political than theological, meaning Christ does not reign like a cruel dictator. He reigns like a loving father. A father who cares for his children. A father who provides for his children. A father who nurtures his children. A father who disciplines his children and protects his children. This is what Jesus is to those who trust in him. He is loving, tender, wise, provider, protector. And as Psalms 103.13 says, Just as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion 
on those who fear Him. You can have perfect security and have a relationship with the King of Kings. He is our eternal, everlasting Father. And then finally we see He is the Prince of Peace. He rules over His people with peace. The peace He gives is eternal. He is the embodiment of peace. We are enemies of God. We have sinned against God and our sin separates us from God. But, but this baby comes and He comes to die on a cross that ultimately all who believe in Him can have peace with God and have the hope of eternal life. This morning, the answer to your problem, the answer to my problem, the answer to the world's problem is the birth of a child. This morning, are you weary and tired? Are you busy and overwhelmed? Are you burdened and need healing? Have you fallen and need forgiveness? No matter the darkness, God's answer has arrived. The birth of a child has entered the world. Look to Him and believe. Let's pray together. Father, we thank You for Your Word. And we thank You for this Christmas season. How You are the answer to life's greatest problems. Father, I pray that You would work in our hearts and that you would help us to believe and to trust and to look to you today. Father, you are mighty God. You are Prince of Peace. You are everlasting Father. You are all these things and so much more. And so, Father, I pray that you would give people faith to believe, faith to trust you, faith to turn to you, no matter what difficulty they're going through, God, that they would see that the light and joy of Christmas has come. And though we will have trials in this world, we can take heart because one day you are making all things right again. Lord, we ask that you would work in our hearts in Christ's name. Amen.